Interlude, My Second Korean Journey, Part 2, Chapter 24. At the airport, after running the gauntlet of the usual designer stores, stacked with stuff you don't need, stuff that weighs you down for your journey, for your life, I found hidden in a little alcove an unusual little store. A store stacked with magic potions and journeys. Magic at the airport. I entered, impossible not to indulge a little. The pleasure of speed. Last Saturday, for instance, early a.m., I took a tap of pure speed. It set me back some $600, but then you only live a few times. And I could seriously hide for about 12 hours. This mixture of pure speed, of leaving the known behind and taking on a challenge worked a dream. From the moment I swallowed the tap, the world changed and kept on changing. Kept on changing and is changing still, endlessly. There is the moment when the potion kicks in. This moment of fully experiencing the power of the takeoff. This moment of flying out of the known landscape into God's eye view of it is and remains an intense experience filled with an ultimate sense of wonder. Getting high on all accounts is a serious, wonderful and intense experience. Just imagine sitting in the landscape one minute and looking at it from an 8 kilometer height the next. Like taking an image of your everyday truth away at sudden great speed until it becomes nothing more than a crumpled image far below like becoming removed from your known world. Imagine further in this state of highness, this Im image slowly but continuously changing, like a kaleidoscope, like viewing your new world as if a borderless, frameless, endless work of art, the biggest world of art in your universe, a world of art in slow motion, exposing itself in all this wonderful glory, a world of ecstasy, slow rolling at your feet, divine. Once high, the world looks different. From this point of view, never seen patterns in the landscape become visible. Images. A river like a line drawn by Paul Clay becomes a crinkle in the canvas. Large earth-toned earth fields, as if painted by a cubist, fit together perfectly. Patches of trees, care of Fred Williams, no more than green smudges far below. Towns in all sizes, like handfuls of small and larger geometrics, are displayed in a chaotic pattern of strange but seemingly working human order. Roads, here like a dead straight sewer cut, as if made by a surgical knife. There, like an easy-going line drawn by a carefree hand, meandering along the contours of the land. Manifest as as a result of human activity and the insatiable need to communicate, to travel, to explore. Cars like flies crawling along them, then passing by below the perfect forms of sport ovals, today surrounded, surrounded by a necklace of tiny Saturday afternoon cars. Occasionally the landscape becomes covered over by a soft cloud blanket, and this creates an altogether different kind of image. The sun beams off these clouds in a celebration of piercing white crystal light. Nirvana. Travelling along the endless exhibition, the earth artwork 
below reveals itself slowly. This exhibition of many pics is really just one big work. Now the cloud duna forms, now it becomes a part, and snatches of landscape are exposed. More images. Bright yellow canola fields, like the hard-edged paintings of the 70s, side by side with fields of pastel earth colours, of red and brown, vibrate with great energy under the midday sun. Further along, where the land becomes flat, the geometry of man's interactions with the natural aspect of the land is starkly revealed. Here the land is divided in huge square forms, with small sprinkle of homesteads and marks drawn on the earth as a result of the daily human busyness. An ironed landscape, dead straight lines with a crinkle here and there. I am wondering what this landscape looked like before white civilization etched its machine-made drawings upon it and left it at times careless remarks. Wondering also what God, who is high like this all the time, thinks of the continuous alterations to his creations, wondering if this is maybe even the work of God in action. When I got high at the very moment that I got shot into imagined space, a new era started. My old world changed. A new world was created. I dreamt across the crumpled bed linen of a world covered in clouds, while the sun, in the shape of a circular rainbow, travelled along below at the same speed, and I knew then that nothing would be the same. When I got high, I left my past behind, and with it its comforts, trading them for adventure, for newness, for a different way of looking, of seeing, of feeling. When I got high, I flew through the moment where joy and terror meet, and experienced the very edge of that moment. When I got high, I left that which I knew for that which I didn't, and came down from the incredible day's journey in a new and strange land on the other side of my knowing. It seemed a good thing to occasionally get high. Yet, I, after coming down, and in order to cope with the changes with some ease, it is well to act upon the advice I received. The Korean Buddhists say, after each tea ceremony, meditate which I interpreted as, after each great event, take a little time to contemplate. Take some time off. Sit still. There's nothing like writing about all this to facilitate this advice and in this way share my Korean discoveries.